Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. As a preschool and pre-K teacher and a literacy specialist, I can tell you that the number one question that I'm asked is, how can I set my child up for success with reading? Parents and early childhood educators, we all want the same thing for our little ones. We want them to be successful readers. We don't want them to struggle. We don't want them to hate reading. We want them to be good at it and we want them to love it. And we can actually set those foundations right from the beginning. Once we have our little ones, even when they're babies, we can set them up to be strong readers. So what I always tell parents is if you wanna have a strong reader, you wanna remember to play. And play in this case is an acronym and it stands for phonological and phonemic awareness, oral language, the alphabetic principle and print knowledge, and yet. These four parts of the word play are going to set your little one up for success in reading. And they're going to make sure that when they do get to kindergarten, first and second grade, that their foundation is so strong that their skills are going to be incredible and they are going to love reading because of it. So let's go through each of these letters, what they mean and what you can do at home to help. The first letter in our play acronym P stands for phonological and phonemic awareness. Phonological and phonemic awareness are the most important skills that we can work on while our little ones are young because they predict future reading success. So it's very important that we focus on these at home and in the classroom. But you might not know what they are. The terms are a little confusing, so let me help you out. Phonological awareness is being able to hear and manipulate the sounds in spoken words. So this has nothing to do with printed letters. I'm not talking about your little one learning their alphabet. I'm just talking about speech. Phonological awareness starts really broad. Having your little one be able to count the number of words in a spoken sentence. Then they can count the number of syllables within a word. Then maybe they can start hearing if words rhyme or being able to produce a rhyming word. All of that is phonological awareness. It's very broad. Then what we wanna do is get more narrow to the individual phonemes, which are the individual speech sounds in words. And that is called phonemic awareness. So phonemic awareness is really our goal. We wanna take our little ones broad to narrow so that they can hear each speech sound in a spoken word. Again, I'm not talking about the letters, just the sounds. So even if your little one didn't know the alphabet, you can already start working on these skills with them. So let's say for example, the word cat. A phonological awareness activity might be, say cat, cat. Can you tell me how many syllables are in cat? 
Hmm, cat, cat, one syllable. Great job. Another phonological awareness task would be, say cat, cat. Can you tell me a word that rhymes with cat? Cat, bat. These words rhyme, they sound the same at the end. Great job. That's phonological awareness. But let's talk about phonemic awareness being those individual speech sounds. Let's do an example. Say cat, cat. Now say cat, but tell me each individual sound. K, a, t, cat. So now you've broken it up into each individual sound. You can also start manipulating those sounds by either deleting a sound, adding a sound, or changing a sound. So for example, say cat, cat. Now say cat without k. What do you have left? At, that's all you have left. Or you could say, say cat, cat. Now say cat, but change k to b, b, at, bat. So now you're changing the sounds in those words. But we're working with the individual sounds. Notice how I never said a letter. I don't even need to have any letters in front of me. I don't need my little one to know letter names. It's just sounds. They're starting to hear and imitate those sounds that we speak. They are hearing them and imitating them. And that is going to help them become a stronger reader later on. So phonemic and phonological awareness are super, super important to practice. The second letter in our PLAY acronym, L, stands for language. I put in parentheses, oral language. So whereas phonological and phonemic awareness are helping us with those individual sounds and words, we're really breaking up the words small, oral language is talking about the meanings of words. This is when we want to start working on vocabulary development. We want to be working on language development, sentence development. Everything again is still oral. We're, we're helping build our little ones background knowledge. We're giving them hands-on experiences. So when we read about something, they can connect it to something they've already done in their life. This is the second big piece of teaching a little one to read because it's giving them that information they're gonna need for the comprehension piece of reading. Eventually, we want them to be able to read a word, understand what it means, and connect it with something either they've experienced, something else they've read about, some sort of background knowledge. So oral language development is working on all of that. Their listening skills, their speaking skills, vocabulary development, background knowledge, all of that goes together. The way you work on oral language with your little one is so easy. All you have to do is talk with them. Talking back and forth, having a conversation with them, narrating your day, explaining what's going on, pointing things out when you're on the go. And of course, reading to them. Reading out loud to them is so crucial for their language development. It's really great for them to hear you and your speech patterns. It's really great because picture books generally have more advanced vocabulary than we would use in a normal conversation, especially a normal conversation with a little one. So all of that goes together to help build up their oral language, which they absolutely need to be a strong reader. The third letter in our PLAY acronym, A, stands for the alphabetic principle and print knowledge. So this is the first time we're actually getting into print. So far, all of the activities we've done have been oral activities. Phonological and phonemic awareness and oral language development are all done orally. So we haven't had to bring in the letters yet. 
Now we are going to bring in the alphabet letters and we want our little ones to match up the speech sounds that they've been practicing with the letters. And one tip I'm gonna give you for this is instead of saying that letters say a certain sound, we wanna say that letters spell a certain sound. So for example, we teach our little ones that C says K and they know cat and they talk about the K sound and they get it. And then they get to first grade and they're taught, well, C says K, but C says when it's followed by an E, I, or Y. And they think, wait a minute, C says K, how can it also say S? That doesn't make sense. So we don't want to assign these letters with a sound. What we want to teach our little ones is that the letter spells the sound. So yes, C spells the K sound, but K also spells the K sound. And then they're gonna learn that C can spell the S sound when it's followed by E, I, or Y, but S also spells the S sound. And then they're gonna learn that yes, S spells the S sound, but S can sometimes spell the Z sound, just like Z spells the Z sound. Do you see where I'm going with this? If we teach kids that a letter says a certain sound, they think it only says that sound. That is a very print to speech mentality where we're starting with the letters, but we don't wanna do that. What we wanna do is start with the speech sounds. So we start with the sound and then we teach our little ones different ways to spell that sound. So they will learn that S is spelled with C or S. They will learn that Z is spelled with S or Z. They'll learn that J is spelled with J or G. It depends on the rest of the letters in that sentence. So when I first learned about this, I didn't think this language tweak really mattered much. And I thought, why can't we just say that A says A? But as I've taught in this way, saying that A spells A and going from speech to print, taking the speech sound and matching it with a letter or a group of letters that will spell that sound, I will tell you, it makes such a difference for our little ones, for them to understand. Because as humans, we developed speech way before we developed these printed letters. So speech always comes first. When they know the speech sound, then they can match it to a certain letter and that's how the letter spells the sound. It really makes a difference when we're teaching them about reading. So continuing on with this alphabetic principle, we do wanna teach the speech sounds and match them with the alphabet letters, but how are we gonna do that in the best way? Well, we wanna make sure that it's very multi-sensory and hands-on. We want our little ones to understand the speech sound and how it's formed in the mouth. Then we wanna match it to the alphabet letter, uppercase and lowercase. We wanna teach them how to write that letter I really like using magic sand or trays of rice when I'm introducing letter formation. We wanna make sure that our little ones know if it's a voice sound or an unvoiced sound so we can feel our buzzer, our voice box to see if it's turned on or off when we're making the sound. And then we wanna do a lot of phonemic awareness with that sound so that they get comfortable with that speech sound and match it to the letter. So they're mapping the sound and they're matching it to that letter. I also really like to match the speech sounds with the letters with an animal. These animal keywords help them remember 
what sound goes with what letter because of the animal. And I also use sign language for all of the animals. So I have two videos about my animal alphabet chant. I will link them below. There are free animal alphabet cards that go along with the chants and a free animal alphabet chart. So you can use that to help your little one match the sound to the letter. And the last letter in our play acronym, Y, stands for YET. YET is the magic word. We wanna teach our little ones to have a growth mindset when it comes to reading development. We don't want them to get so bogged down and worried or anxious that it's hard, that they can't do it, that they're never gonna learn to read. And unfortunately, our little ones do sometimes have those feelings, even as young as pre-K and kindergarten. So from the very beginning, we want to instill within them a growth mindset. We want them to know the power of yet. They can't read yet. They can't write all their letters yet. We wanna make sure that they know that they do have the ability and the power within them to learn these skills. It takes time and practice, but they can do it. And if it's hard, I like to tell my kids, you can do hard things. So my favorite book to use to teach the power of yet is called The Magical Yet. I will link this down below. I highly recommend this book. You can have your little one make their own magical yet to remind them that these skills that they're learning are new, they might be difficult, but that they can absolutely learn it. They have the ability within them. It's not something they were born with. None of us were born with the ability to read. You can tell them that too. Reading is not a natural human talent. We're born with the ability to learn speech, but we are not born with the ability to learn to read so easily. It is tricky for a lot of us. And so even if it's tricky for them, they can learn that the power of yet, they have a magical yet that is going to help them and they are going to be successful. So there you go. When you want to have your little one become a strong reader, you just wanna remember the word play. You want to remember phonological and phonemic awareness, oral language, the alphabetic principle and print knowledge, and the power of yet, that magic word. If you like this acronym and you'd like a copy for yourself, this is free to download on my website, littleslovelearning.com. I will link it down below. I think this is really great for educators to keep in mind, and I also think it's great for educators to share with parents to keep this in mind, because there are a lot of things that go into helping our little ones become strong readers, but from the very beginning, we can set this foundation by following this PLAY acronym, and they are going to be successful readers. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!